and I found this company that invested in VV in 2021. And I actually found another company that did not invest in VV, but invest in another company behind VV, which is even more interesting. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the VV Vantage podcast. My name is Will, and today I and my co-host, Mr. V, will be discussing how improving the social feed will change the game for VV. The two venture capital firms that invest in Ecomi and VV separately, one in 2018 and the other one in 2021. That is a very interesting case and our different ideas for the implications of burning collectibles within the app. Let's get to it. So one of the topics that I came up with for this week is making making connecting a social media account to Vivi mandatory until they they update their systems mm. because like right now we just have the feed right and yeah. um, like I've mentioned this before in like an interview uh, with you um, where it's frustrating and it's difficult when you want to get a hold of somebody and talk to them and make a deal and uh, maybe people don't have access to the feed like I didn't for like nine or 10 months. Um, and maybe people don't, just don't get the notification from Vivi, right? You, because you can mute those. So I think it'd be cool. And I don't see any harm in it, um, especially because you could create like an extra account. Like that's what I've done. Like for me, I made a Twitter account specific for Vivi related things. And um, I share that social media contact in my profile on Vivi. Right. Um, but I think it'd be pretty cool if there was like a, just like a, a contact button. So like if you go to the person's profile or next to the person's username, you just tap that button and it takes you straight to their social media page and then you can message them there. That way it streamlines a lot of things um, for the people who want to contact others. Yeah, I think that is that is the right thing to do. And I think it's very necessary. Um, however, the problem, well, and, and this is just from my personal experience only. I think that will be a very valuable tool for you because, and you know, folks who are on the app all day, mint hunting, or just want to connect with other people. Right. But I know one reason that they may not want to do it, um, mm -hmm. is that for these social platform, because VV is a collecting app, right. But because of the social feed that makes it a social platform. These social platforms like VV or Twitter or Facebook, they want to keep their audience on the app as long as possible. So personally, when I want to um, promote a, a YouTube video that I created on Twitter, they would deprioritize that particular post simply because they can see that, oh, this guy is trying to bring our audience off Twitter, going to another competitor's product. Um, oh. And, um, and when our customers leave to spend their time in a different product, we are losing that potential revenue, or, you know, time and effort, right? Yeah. So 
and that and that is the same thing for Facebook. Like usually, if I post a video on Facebook, just the YouTube link to that um, video, my friends and family would would not be likely to see that um, post simply because Facebook and Twitter do not want to um, want to have their audience, their customers leave to go to other platforms. Wow, I had no clue. I had no clue. See? Yeah. See, this is why this is why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. And um and you uh, and especially Facebook, they've been pushing to have content creators post the raw video um on Facebook instead of the the YouTube link. And that's going to be the same for uh Twitter. Like Elon Musk after he purchased the company, his goal is to potentially expand the character limit. So previously, a long time ago, it, it was like 140 characters, right? And then a few years later, to 280s, 280 characters. If you want to write long-form content, you would do it in threads. But, but because Twitter and Elon Musk want to keep the audience on the app, they will deprioritize YouTube links um, and potentially expand the character limit to 4,000 characters so that people can write long-form content. And they will also encourage people to post like the raw video on Twitter as well. Um, so going back to your point on Vivi, I think that is, I think, being able to connect and communicate better is one thing that they have to get done as soon as possible, right? But I doubt they would want people to leave the app and spend their time elsewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious if they could possibly hire like, well, now, now we're getting to um, some tricky territory where like mods get rewarded or, or mm -hmm. compensated for particular with um, collectibles. So I guess I, I just have to wait. And like the, the people, the people have to wait then. Um, yeah, because I don't wanna, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried like about the whole collectibles thing um, being used as compensation. Although I, I do, I'm cool with it, totally okay with it. It's just, I, I'd like to know um if there was another way that we could onboard some help in that department you know just to expedite things just from my selfish point of view as a, as a as a special mint collector but yeah yeah uh so what, what was the um what was the first thing that you wanted to bring up okay so this is something that i'm pretty excited about um so i a few days ago I saw this tweet uh, from the community about um, the company Orbis, which is another name for Ecomi, changing some of their, changing the name or something like that, or some asset to Ecomi. So it's like a very casual legal document that somebody found online. But long story short, I read through that paper and um, in a very small section, I found a company that invested in Vivi. Now, for a long time, I've always been curious on 
on this question, like who invested in VV, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. David and Dan did not bootstrap the company themselves. Um, you know, did Alfred Kahn chip in a little bit? Did you know Disney invest in them, or are there um, uh, venture capital firms, VC firms? And if there are those firms, who are they, right? So long story short, I found I went to the rabbit hole. Um, and I found this company that invested in, in VV in um, 2021. And I actually found another company that did not invest in VV, but invest in another company behind VV, um, which is even more interesting. I'll talk about the first company. Um, they are called Blackbird, and they are a VC firm, venture capital, um, that specialize in investing in Australian and New Zealand startups or startups that have at least one of the co-founders being from New Zealand or Australia. So they, they focus on that territory alone. And I'm oh, sorry, can I pause you for a second? Yeah. Um, where is this company based out of? They are based out of Australia and New Zealand. I don't have the exact address, but around that area. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. As you were. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Blackbird, um, have you ever wondered why they are called Blackbird? I, the person, I've heard of them. So yeah, yeah I'm curious. Okay. Um, the, the most popular bird in New Zealand is a Blackbird. And I've seen a theme black um, as a color uh, on different things from New Zealand, like their New Zealand Airlines, the, the theme color is black. And then they have like the rugby team, like the All Blacks or something like that, right? So black is a pretty popular color there. And then Blackbird is the most popular bird. That bird, I don't know the name, but it is a Blackbird. So that kind of ties back to the name of the company. Um, so I guess they are more based in New Zealand. But anyways, going back to VV, they invested in VV um, during the seed stage of 2021. Um, so to those who might not be familiar with, um, you know, VC investing seed capital, S-E-E-D, is the money raised to begin developing an idea for business or new product. And so it's basically seed money is very, very early money, right? And the question that I had at that time when I found it was, well, it's 2021. Why is it early for Vivi? Why did they name it seed money? Because 2021 was a pretty big year for Vivi. That was like, that was when Vivi went mainstream, right? If we were to talk about Vivi being early, it would have been 2019, 2020. Um, and my assumption for that was before there was VV NFTs, there was Ecomi, right? And right. Ecomi worked on a totally different set of product compared to what we have today, which is the digital collectibles. Are you familiar with those products? The digital collectibles? No, yeah. uh, no, the products that Ecomi worked on that oh, they the stopped. Yeah. No, 
No, I've never, okay. I've never seen or heard of them. Okay, so the two most popular, most well-known products that Ecomi worked on. So Ecomi was the first company that, that Dan and David worked on before different things happened and they transitioned to the NFT aspect, which is called VV today. So initially, Ecomi worked on a crypto wallet, which is the Ecomi wallet. You probably see people mention it once in a while. There is an Ecomi wallet. And it's a crypto wallet. Is it that card? Is it the card? Is it like that cold, cold storage wallet? Is that what you're referring yep. to? That's the one. They also worked on another credit card called the Ecomi One credit card. Hmm. So before VV NFTs, there were two separate products. Um, and it's not, it wasn't until like 2020, 2021 that VV started coming out with these NFTs that we know and love today. Oh, so that's okay. why 2021, I guess, was to consider pretty early for the, for the investing aspect of the company. <clears throat> so um, did they disclose in, in those documents, was there anything that disclosed um, if they, if Blackbird, got any um omi tokens that they have to that that are um stuck in like a vesting schedule Do so you know anything about that if yeah that is something that they're doing nothing was mentioned on a website uh except for a photo of dan and david and a description of what vv does as a business um mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, to answer the question, no. But what I was very interested in was, are they a good VC firm? Can they bring the support and help to, you know, take VV Ecomi um, to where they want to be, right? And so I looked at, so in order to judge uh, the performance of a VC firm, you would usually look at the other investments to see if they have had successful exits or things like that. And yeah. this, this firm invested in over 50 other startups. Um, and two of them caught my attention. The first one um, is Canva. Are you familiar with oh. Canva? Yeah. 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 Yep. I use, I use that on my, uh, for my, like on and off at my work, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they invested in Canva in 2013, which was the year that Canva was founded. Wow. Uh, so they're, so they're, okay. All right. And I'm curious, what's, uh, what's okay. the other one? That was okay. the okay. big one. Okay. So to our, our audience who might not know what Canva, I love Canva, right? Canva is one of the biggest and most successful pre-to-use on like graphic design tools. So they're basically a free version, a free and much, much easier to use version of Photoshop. Uh, I use Canva, I pay for it. And uh, as of 2022, it had over 100, over 100 million users across 90 countries, and it generated over $1 billion in revenue. So this is a massive success for Blackbird, right? The other company that they also invested in that 
successfully exit was called Zeus, Z-O-O-X. And Zeus develops and manufactures autonomous vehicles that provides mobility as a service. So they, they basically make self-driving vehicles that act as taxi and buses. And these operate in New Zealand? No, this is actually, so they invest in this company. This company is based in, I think the San Francisco Bay area. And um, I think one of the reasons why they invested in was that Zeus, one of the co-founders is either a Kiwi or an Aussie. So the, the co-founder is either from New Zealand or Australia. I, I can't remember exactly, <laughs> but um, they were acquired a few years ago, um, do you want to guess the company that acquired them? I, I I don't even know where to get uh, where to begin. Okay, let me let me let me give you a hint. It starts with an A. And w when did they start investing in the company? Okay, I I kind of missed that in for me. Okay, they well they invest so Blackboard invests in use of Zeus when i i don't know exactly probably a long time ago but they were acquired by amazon so this is another huge success for zeus and especially for blackbird wow wow, wow yeah wow. Mm -hmm. that's wild um geez yeah, yeah. so th this firm did extremely well i i haven't looked at their other investments but usually like for these VC firms, they would invest in a hundred company and maybe two or three of them, or maybe a little bit more than that, will usually bring the most return on investment. And I think Canva and um, Zeus um, got them very decent profits. Um, yeah. That's the wild. other company though, cool. yeah, the other company uh, did not invest in Vivi but invested in Ecomi. And so that's what's interesting, right? Because Ecomi mm -hmm. VV right now, with our understanding, they are the same company, but the other company that invested in VV, uh, sorry, Ecomi uh, invested way, way back, I think it was even before 2019. And that VC firm is called Fantail Ventures. Fantail is spelled F-A-N-T-A-I-L, Fantail Ventures. And Ecomi actually tweeted about this investment back in 2018. Um, yeah. Did, did you take the time to scroll back through Ecomi's like, Twitter feed? Or did uh, you like, search it? Or mm -hmm. So what I searched on Google was like uh, VV Crunchbase, because Crunchbase it's like a database of startups and who invested in those startups. VV did not come up because VV is just a name of a product, right? Ecomi came up because Ecomi is actually the company. And uh, one, there was only one uh, VC firm that invested in Ecomi that Crunchbase was able to find. And that was Fantail Ventures. So I looked up Fantail Ventures and Ecomi and this tweet come up. And um, I will share this photo on the video later, but um, there was, they talked about how the founder of Fantail Ventures 
um, who is also a an, an ECOMI advisory board member. So his name is John T. Kelt, J-O-N-T-Y. Last name is K-E-L-T. And this guy is sort of a big deal because he was, at the time, was also an executive at Palantir Technologies. Are you familiar with uh, Palantir? Palantir? Yeah. Palantir? Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've, um, <clears throat> uh, I'm familiar with them <laughs> because I uh, started getting into stocks around the same time that ever that <laughs> Robin Hood craze started yeah. coming around. That's kind of what got me into stocks. And then um, um, I learned my lesson. I, I don't mess with <laughs> stocks anymore. Um, but anyways, yeah, that, that's where I'm familiar with Palantir Technology. Yeah. Yeah. So this Fantail Ventures company, well, the firm, is also very interesting. They invested in Ecomi, and they also invested in other huge crypto company as well, uh, including uh, uh, Robinhood, um, Ledger, like the wallet, Ledger yep. wallet, um, Kraken, K-R-A-K-E-N, are you familiar with that platform? Yeah, the exchange. Yeah, yep. the, yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're based out of New York, right? Um, I don't know where they're based out of. Uh, to be honest with you. Um, okay, I I thought it was one of those one of the few um, exchanges that were cleared to operate out of the U.S. Like they did their due diligence and everything. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I, um, I have never used Kraken, um, so I don't know. But, yeah, I, I don't use it either. I just like I've I've heard it enough, um, yeah. heard of it enough, and heard people and seen enough advertisements. That's mm -hmm. my understanding. Yeah, but I think they are they are a pretty big deal. Um, the other platform that they invested in is called Huobi. H U O B I. I guess this is an exchange based out of Hong Kong or China, but mm -hmm. I I have heard of it before, and I think it's it's pretty big. Um, the other one is YG, um, and this is the, the full name is Yield Guide or something like that. Are you familiar with that company? I've never heard of it. Okay. Are you familiar with um, what is that blockchain game that was huge in 2021 um, that you would... Axie Infinity. Are you familiar with Axie Infinity? Yeah, um, yeah, it's like play to earn. Mm -hmm, exactly. Wasn't that one of the play to earn games? Yeah. So YG is a big company within that play to earn um, space because what they do is they would hire people and manage different teams that play to earn. So like they would have people play these games, earn, and then, you know, split the profit or whatever. But basically this Fantail Venture um, uh, firm is pretty big as well. Um, so I thought, you know, Blackbird and Fantail are the two companies that I was able to find that invested in Vivi. That kind of satisfied my curiosity a lot because, you know, for a long time, I didn't know who invested in the company um, and they, I know they have really good partners like v, like Disney and DC, but also knowing who's backing them financially from the very beginning um, 
is is also helpful for for other investors as well. I'm curious why they were. Well, I am kind of curious. But I'm also not surprised at the same time that CV doesn't really disclose all that much.、Mm-hmm. I think I guess it's like the less that the public knows, the more they can kind of operate in the shadows and keep us guessing. I don't know. I don't know.、Um, but over time, kind of like、uh, with metadata. Like、mm-hmm. the the truth and like everything that they were have been doing in in silence will come to the light will come to light soon enough for for everybody who's who's、uh, curious enough. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's that's some awesome research. Uh, how how <laughs> how much time did you spend looking all of this up? Um, so this one maybe a few hours. I think that will really benefit people. You know. So, yeah, I, I mean, this should be something that everyone should be made aware of. I mean, that's、mm-hmm. that's pretty cool stuff. That's um, that's some great research. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> we haven't figured out a name for the podcast yet, but we we can talk about that after. I know you have another topic for smart contracts for burning mechanism. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um. So this idea is not my own. Um. I, I was in this Telegram group, and there's a there was this whale in it.、Uh, I'm not going to name drop, but they were talking about、um, using smart contracts to to make sure that if, say, for example, if、um, say we have the Steamboat Willies, the ultra rares, for example, there's six thousand nine hundred twenty-eight, I think, somewhere around there, and Um, say there's talks of burning the supply to make it more scarce,、um, but say if there's like a couple of whales who have I don't know twenty or thirty of them each, and everyone's like yeah yeah go ahead burn them burn the supply burn what you have, but then like these guys who、uh, or girls who have all these、um, these big supplies are like wait 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 wait. We'll burn some, but you've got to burn some too. And then, like, if you think about it, not everyone has extras. Not everyone has stacks of like more expensive collectibles on Vivi, right? Yeah. So, like, who's who's really to gain from all of this? So, um, the idea is that okay, with a smart contract, and, and this is me just phrasing this very loosely because I'm I don't have a great grasp on 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 this kind of tech. But I get the general idea, where、um, with a smart contract you can have all the owners agree to burn at least one of their steamboat willies.、Mm. Um, so like that would incentivize people to buy at least an extra one, so like a second one, so that they can retain one. And then you could have like a, a a vote amongst all the holders, and say if you do have one, and you only have one, maybe. That one would go away, and now all of a sudden、mm. the supply would disappear because if it's all or nothing, right? In this instance,、um, or maybe you could have it just an agreement amongst the holders, and they're like, okay, it's whatever. There's there's only like twenty or thirty people who have one, and everyone else decided to have two or more.、Um, it might be for like for the better of the group,、um, where the supply gets diminished. And the the collectible becomes more scarce, and、um, 
And that to me sounded a lot more reasonable um, as opposed to, and I, I, and I agreed with the person who was, who was sharing this idea. It's like, why would anyone willingly agree to burn up their supply while, while everyone else gets to keep their, their one or two or whatever. Um, <laughs> and like, no matter how wealthy a person is like th that's, that's a proposition that nobody, nobody in their right mind would agree to, you know? So um, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Um, and I think that if that does become a thing or an option, that would definitely incentivize people to at least grab two or three of each collectible, um, hmm. knowing that that they could contribute to um, their their favorite collectibles becoming more scarce, in turn making them of greater value. Uh, but at the same time, um, even you know, like sometimes some things you may want to keep regardless. So. Um, even if the price does go up, and I, I don't know how many people would willingly sell a collectible if they know that it became scarce all of a sudden. But mm. you know, there's 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 something for everyone. Yeah, that concept of holders or collectors burning collectibles is so foreign to me, uh, and that's 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 why I love your perspective because it's very interesting. And it's so foreign to me because I only have 40 collectibles and most of them, I only have one. Uh, and you know, like the thought of parting away with my like Superman, uh, I don't know, maybe it's like some cheaper collectibles, uh, like, like a Marvel mighties or something like that, that people would be willing to do it just for the heck of it. Right. That's going to be, really really cool and i think that will like we have to get into like the question of obviously like they're not going to be able to get all the owners to agree to it because some people are not very active some people dislike the idea so how many percentage or like what is the percentage of holders um would be needed to to build that critical mass in order for that to happen I think, um, especially like from the the first three seasons of the collectibles, there were a lot. There were a lot. Like there was just like an overwhelming amount of the of supply of mm. supply for each of a lot of these collectibles, including the golden moments. Like some of them had what like twelve thousand plus. So I think the holders of the older seasons, like you know, like up until the end of 2021 no i'm sorry 2022 would be, those people would be more inclined to burn their supply or at least part of their supply as opposed to the, the 2023 collectibles moving on especially mm. if vv continues this trend of making the collectibles more and more scarce as we've seen with like miles morales collectibles um or even uh the comics like the last two oh, comic yeah. drops there were 7,500 comics of, of each of these um, Spider-Man comics. So I think, I think that would be the target group. Like if, if there were, if there's going to be any talks of burning supplies, I think it would be the, the holders of the collectibles up and leading up to the end of 2022. At that point, people would have to 
make the interesting calculation of, well, if I have two of this same comic books, each of them is going for 10 gems, right? If I were to burn one, will the, will the supply go low enough so that the other one is now worth at least 20 gems to make it worth it, you know? So that's, that's pretty interesting. And here's another thing to think about. What are the tax implications? Oh. What are the tax implications? Like you bought something and now it's gone. Does what happens then? That like I, I don't think anyone's ever thought about uh, thought about that angle before. I'm curious. Like, does that count as a loss? Does it do the collectibles count? Like, do they do they count as one purchase and then you go from there? Because the time when you bought each collectible, the price was probably different. Mm. So. Who like is VV actually going to want to go through all of the records and yeah. calculate how much you bought each one at? And then what happens? I'm sorry to, to go this deep into it, but what happens when um, when there was a trade, like mm. an off-app trade, and like people transferred it to you? So during the break, I thought about your idea of burning collectibles, and I think that would be perfect as a social gathering in the VVverse because people love to watch those social events that has some level of risk, right? Mm -hmm. Like if uh, Grubber B, who has over 25 Todd Batmans, was, to was, like, was drunk enough to challenge Silicon <laughs> Secure, <laughs> hey, man. I challenge you to burn two of your Todd Batmans, right? And then Silicon can say, oh, if I do it, you have to do it too, you know? And then it goes down here from there. But I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and also, there might be some clubs that if you want to join, you have to burn a specific collectible. Like somebody can create, well, a group of people can create the Captain America, Marvel Mighty, the FA Club, for example. And if you want to join, you will have to burn one of your Captain Americas. So you are entering a pretty exclusive club because you have to burn one. But at the same time, you are in the club and you just made your asset more scarce and hopefully more valuable. Right. Mm -hmm. And I like you, I only have one of each collectible. <laughs> so, so now, so now I'm, I'm like, as soon as we finish up here, I think I'm going to have to start grabbing a couple <laughs> extras of each. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I could see that. Um, but then like, you know, like I'm curious, how many clubs could there be, you know, um, and which items would would you want to pick? Because like there's some less meaningful collectibles that that um, anybody could just buy and burn, right? Uh, but do 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 the people who, that have those really scarce things really want to? Because I think 
you know, I'm playing devil devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. I think the people who already have those scarce collectibles um, are pretty much talking with each other at this point. Don't you think? 100%. 100%. I think it's impossible to get it right. I think it's going to be super biased. Um, well, there might be one or two outliers that is like real and fair. But I bet you the majority of people will have something in mind. Um, you know, maybe it's you know it's maybe it's not really that bad of an, an intention, but there has to be some benefits, right? Yeah. Um benefit for burning. Um, like I know they I know I, I would imagine I, I and I'm gonna give David and Dan and all the people at VV the benefit of the doubt. I don't think, like, because they were talking about how if you burn X amount of a supply of a particular collectible or comic, you could be, like, rewarded with some mm-hmm. other collectible in its place. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope that they don't mean that they're going to upgrade the rarity to w- one that already exists, because then all of a sudden that, Mm. more scarce collectible would get become inflated right yeah over time as more and more people try and work their way up to that so maybe they have something in mind like a rarity in between what they already have or maybe um a rarity that has like a, another special tag like the burn mm. mark like the 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 um, that little flame tag that we're starting to see by some collectibles and comics um and then maybe that in itself could be the you know like that figurative ticket for entry into a club or a group or some party or something you know yeah yeah i think that if anyone were to organize that burning event it should be vv or the ips I don't think it should be um, like a user-based event because people might not be transparent with what they have. Um, so it's going to be a little bit tricky. But if VV were to say, oh, if you were to burn these amount of collectibles or Marvel were to say that you're going to get XYZ upfront, then I think that will make it very transparent and very attractive for many people. Yeah. I like, I would, I think because they were talking about what was it like tickets, like golden tickets or something Mm -hmm. like, so that you could get guaranteed access to a drop and like there's different tiers. Um, Reese was talking about that, right? A couple months ago. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that? Yes. Uh, um, So maybe if you burn, like I, I, I think this would be pretty good. And then maybe he mentioned this, maybe like burning X amount of a particular collectible gives you, um, you know, like a bronze ticket or a copper ticket. And then if you burn, if you burn like 1% of the supply of something, and then if you do that like with other collectibles or the same collectible, another 1%, then you get another. And after you get five of those tickets, then you could upgrade it to a, a, a copper or bronze or silver ticket or whatever. I don't know. There's this, we could go on and on yeah. and we could make a flow chart of like all these possibilities. But um, um, yeah, there, 
that um, there's a lot of room for growth, a lot of room for exploring and testing things out, just like BB is with the with the addition sizes and um, you know how they drop things like blind boxes, air airdrops, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I I'm glad that you brought up that topic because. We can only do those things with NFTs, right? Because that blockchain technology opened up so many possibilities mm -hmm. uh, with burning and making things more exclusive. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So that is it, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to our first podcast. Uh, my name is Will, and we have Mr. V here, who is a specimen VV collector. And uh, please let us know what you think about this first episode and uh, subscribe so you, have, you don't miss out on the actionable and valuable insight, everything BV and Ecomi related. Um, thank you so much and we'll see you next time. Thanks guys.